If you love what we do, then please consider supporting Cryptfail on Patreon. Your support helps us grow and to create more content more often. And now, on with the show. We've already failed to get the title of the book that we're supposed to, or the manuscript that we're supposed to be stealing. We do know the author. Yeah, because I was thinking that if I could have hacked into their servers, I could have created a work order which would have allowed me to go in, ascertain where their mainframe is. If you want to spend your white, which will give it to me as a black, I will allow you to find out who their service company is. Oh, 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 gee, that kind of plays into the into the plan I just had that I was going to try and do without spending the white quite yet. But but we can spend it to go through because I was going to say we could um, try and impersonate IT text. Exactly. That was the other option. So either go in as um, a, a office worker or go in as IT text. <laughs> Except you would have to keep your mouth closed. Or Terence would have to keep his mouth closed. If I say something stupid, then you could just tell them I'm in training. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so we still need to dress up for this. Are you going to use your, uh, your, your super tech skills to find out which company they use to service their computers? Yes. I think that's probably the better plan of the two. Alright, can you do that on the taxi ride back to my place? Or do you want to do that once we get there and while I'm glamming you up? Um, I'm probably better off getting some info so we can, um, if we, when we do get to your, back to your place, we can, uh, you know, in case we have to stop off to get some uniforms on the way back. Oh, I'm sure I can finagle something out of my closet. Come on. Is the taxi with, um, with... Uh, George McGruffin still there? Yep. Cool. Terence is like, he's gonna get into the taxi again. He's he's not gonna do anything but start chatting with the taxi driver until Cypher gets in too, which she might not do right away, which is totally fair. <laughs> I actually assumed that um, Cypher hadn't left the taxi. We were just scoping the place out. Oh. Okay, then Terence has been talking to you through the window because he did get outside and stared at the building from, from I guess, a sidewalk of some sorts. He's, he's not discreet. <laughs> Alright, so he gets back in the taxi and, and he gives George the address for his, uh, his apartment. George drives off. Cypher's gonna... Um log into a laptop and uh, find out who these uh, this work company is. What does int syntax mean? What does what mean? That the line you just typed out. You're typing like this is 
crazy computer stuff. I'm just trying to understand this one line that is two words. The rest of it is all too long. What language is this? <laughs> English. <laughs> he's looking at you, and he's looking back at the screen of your computer, and he looks back at you, and he's like, that's not English. Yep, that's English, trust me. That English is wrong. So she's banging away on the keyboard quite quickly. Um, she's brought up the terminal window, um, doing a bit of making sure that um, her any activity that, you know, creating a VPN so that she is not identifiable on the net. And, yeah, after a few searches on a few dubious sites that she knows about, um, she's finally worked out, aha! I finally found it. Uh, do we have any information on this mob? Uh, you, you probably would have heard of them. Reason, they'd be reasonably large. They'd be like a, a contractor service sort of sort of thing that they specialize in doing IT with. All right, so they have the Marlet IT services. They're the ones that be fixing their computers. Uh, all right. Mar... I, I, I don't know. I don't even have a computer. What is... Do you know anything about this IT service? Um, I'm looking up to see what they... Uh, if I could find any images on the net. Oh, yeah, um, there'd be some. Like, Google, yeah, but they'd, like even the equivalent of Google Street View and stuff like that. They're... Uh, uh, reasonably large multi-story center that handles all their, their sort of central stuff. <laughs> now the next thing I wanted to do is hack them. Is hack them. <laughs> exactly. Alright, give me a roll. Three purple. Oh, three purple. Oh, dear God. Um, so I'm looking at hacking. Okay, you actually hack in, but you have a threat opening. Okay. So um, it's it's hard, but you you actually find the uh, you think it's the remote uh, access for guys in the field if they need to access the server to get in information or, or something like this. So you find that sort of avenue and you hack you hack in through there. Is there a way to create a work order through this? Avenue? I'll allow. You're in the system, so I'll allow it. But just remember, you've got a threat to spot. Okay, I'm able to create a work order for the company, but it's not registered through to the actual um, where we're um, through the uh, corporation that we're going to would that be considered a threat it could be so they won't so how would that play out for you so when i turn up and i say if we get pulled up and well we've got a work order to be here and they check they'll find out that on their end there's no work order so it might lead them to question well, is there really a work order, or is there not a work order? But if they check at the other end, there is one. Yep. Oh. Is that how a threat would work? You, yeah, you could. Because, I mean, like, if your negotiation... There'll be a negotiation role in there. Yeah. From someone. Yep. Negotiation or deception? Or deception, yeah. Because you are deceptive. I'll allow it to be, like, either of those two. Yeah. Which I don't have either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm decent at both of those things. Not great, but decent. Well, we could probably leave the talking to Terence, because we all know Terence tends to know nothing about computers. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you, you're pulling up to your apartment as uh, Cypher finishes the work order. Alrighty then. I've got our work order in place. I've got the uniform that we need to uh, get. Do you think you've got clothes that look like these? As Cypher shows, turns the laptop around to show Terence. And and what do they look like? What does Terence see? Okay. <laughs> okay, so basically, um, blue overalls with yellow striping and company logo on the back. Oh, so um, it's like a jumpsuit. Yeah, like a overalls. Oh, oh, specifically overalls. Oh no. Um, <laughs> are are they like? It's are not they a jumpsuit. Like American overalls, or are they like? Just that oh, kind not of, like, like the long suit, long sleeved, uh, like full kind of body one piece thing with the zipper yep. and the buttons in the front. Yep. So, um, to do, you know, actually, I'm thinking, just thinking of the MBN guys here. I'm not trying to overcomplicate it for you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Does Terrence make his own clothes? He does sometimes. He definitely has some, like, random fabrics hanging out in his house in, in his apartment but he's he's looking at this picture and he's like a jumpsuit yeah there's a sink lack of style in this that's that's not a jumpsuit they're work clothes okay so it's work trousers and uh they sort of look like overalls but um it's a yellow and blue long sleeve you know heavy shirt and blue heavy trousers he's um, got the most disgusted look on his face as he stares at you while you try and defend this hideous offense to fashion. And that also carries with it a yellow hard top hat. Why? do Like, are you expecting a rock to fall on you while you're working on computers? What is with this outfit? Well, you can have monitors fall, you can have um, limbs fall from trees when you're out working on the communications lines out from the roads. Safety, it's all about safety. George is like looking at you, a little confused. You, you, you're trying to get into a place with, without breaking in. You're not actually workers. You're not going to have a limb land on you because you're not going to be doing the work outside. You don't need to method act your Thank role. Thank you, George. Thank you so much. We're not doing the helmets. Alright, and um... I, want I just want to point home. out too. Uh, I want um, your accent's a bit different when you're sober. <laughs> I just realised that. <laughs> it's like my voice today is just like, nah, fuck you. That's too lazy. <laughs> All right, Terrence is like, oh jeez. <laughs> Terrence is kind of staring at you, mildly alarmed now that you've started like spontaneously changing your accent again. <laughs> I'm still doing your makeup. Even if we have to wear these these hideous garbage bags, um, thank you, George. Uh, just Mr. Fennyman will have your money for you if oh, yeah, you swing by the bar. Thank you. Have a good one. And Terrence exits, and then opens the door for Cipher, and he's being gentlemanly. He's like holding out his arm. <laughs> Cipher walks past with a raised eyebrow, looking past Terrence. You don't have to be all manly on me. <laughs> Just because you're going to be abusing me. <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to hold the door open. 
<laughs> to be courteous. That doesn't hurt. <laughs> She's looking down at the ground, but dejected, knowing that, knowing what's gonna happen. <laughs> she never. He he it. strolls so that he's like walking beside you. He's like, does that mean you don't want whiskey? <laughs> so what? <laughs> what's whiskey got to do? I with got it? whiskey in the house. I was going to offer you some because I am a gentleman. If you don't want any, though. Oh no no no! Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'll pass up a free whiskey. <laughs> All right, I'll suffer it. I'm gonna suffer it in happiness. <laughs> Be it at the end of the bottle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Just don't let me get too drunk. <laughs> I don't want to go staggering in there. All right. So uh, Terrence, Terrence opens the door to his apartment, and it's it's small-ish. It like. It's a studio apartment. So it's like this one kind of smallish room where it's a kitchen, a living room, and a bedroom all at once. And there's like a closet off to the side, and there's like a door that probably leads to the bathroom. And he he goes, he, he sets up a chair, right? He doesn't have a dining table or anything. He's just got like mess everywhere. He's got like a couch beside this side table and like a coffee table in front of that and it looks like he doesn't have a bed he just sleeps on the couch but like his closet it it doesn't even have doors anymore and it is spilled out and it is taking up roughly a third of this entire space and it's just like clothes of various like flashiness and and shoes and just it's everywhere it's a mess it's piled on top of everything and itself and you don't know how he functions in this but he sets up a chair roughly in the middle of the room for you and then he goes into the kitchen and he pulls out a whiskey bottle that looks like it might have four fingers of whiskey left in it so enough for two drinks and that's it <laughs> two drinks <laughs> just thinking four fingers how slim is those fingers uh, I, I don't have a method of comparison for you <laughs> just so siphon's having a look over the room how messy is this it's, room or is it... it's not messy so much as cluttered it is very cluttered oh, okay like there's a lot of clothing and fabrics everywhere there's a book here or there just around there's you you notice if you if you are looking around you notice that in in the corner of the yeah. kitchen section there seems to be this like cleaner area and there's like a box right in the corner that has like scorch marks on it and there's like weird stains on the wall over there oh i know what that is do you cipher is that where you practice your magic sometimes that's where I uh, that's where I work on the alchemy part of my magic I don't work on so much the transmutation or or the sorcery or the, the conjuring I'll do over there sometimes I accidentally conjured a squid once it was it, it was not good he he hands you like a mason jar and the bottle and then so you had calamari rings for dinner that night, Arthur? Uh, no, I had to banish it. It wasn't 
It wasn't alien squid creature. It wasn't. It wasn't good. No, it had about five thousand eyes and acidic slime. Pouring the drinks. There's only one mason jar. He's give. He's given you the rest of his whiskey. Oh, okay. He's he's wandered into the into the closet. Um, he's also got like those folding screen separator things. He's got one of them anyway, and he kind of disappears behind it as he like navigates into this weird maze of closet that he's constructed out of stuff. And he comes back out and he's got this like he's got this little black box that's roughly the size of a shoe box, I guess, but it's 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 fancier. It looks like neat and like it's covered in black leather rather than cardboard or wood. But if you're into magic and illusions, couldn't you just whip up a couple of uh, work uniforms for us? I can. I could use transmutation, but I'd need to sacrifice something for that. And I like all my stuff too much. I mean, if you want me to take your clothes and transmutate those so that you're wearing the uniform, I can do that. Well, they're being... <laughs> I've been wearing these for the last week, so they're about due for a wash. Terrence kind of wrinkles his nose and he's like, I'll, I'll throw some detergent in the circle. And and he pulls he pulls up a stool and he puts the box on this and then he goes into the kitchen and like where a cutlery drawer would be, he opens it and he pulls out some chalk and some salt. And And he starts like drawing a circle with like geometric shapes and strange symbols around you as you're just sitting there drinking your whiskey. You're not gonna be summoning the devil, are you? I haven't tried that yet. The closest I ever got was the alien squid. Slifer just palms her forehead. Alright, so he finishes drawing up a chalk and then he he circles the entire thing in, in a ring of salt and then kind of scatters it within the circle as well. And then he he takes he takes some powdered detergent and he he pours it in three separate equidistant parts of the circle which have the same symbol on all three parts he's he's like dedicated a part of this circle to the detergent and he's explaining it to you he's like i had to finagle this a little bit because i needed to include washing i don't want your clothes to be made out of detergent you know what i mean yep Cypher's just looking at her, at Terence blankly. <laughs> I still don't understand the need for, for uh, detergent. I mean, surely they don't smell that bad. What's Cypher wearing right now? Undies and a bra. That you've been wandering around all day in just undies and a bra? No, uh, at the moment. She's obviously taken That's off her. That's not obvious. No. Okay, Terrence is like, why? Why have you? Okay, I said I need to transmute your clothes. What you've got on isn't enough. I don't know why you've stripped. It. Like, can you not handle that much whiskey? <laughs> Put your clothes back on. Right. <laughs> I thought we. I thought we were doing this. Here we are. You need clothes. They won't be the same after. But I need something to turn into something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, what's wrong with my shorts and shirt? They're not on your body. What, do they need That's to be on the body? That's part of the spell, yes. What? <laughs> so you're going to be doing the, the clothes washing yes. on me? <laughs> Siphon's looking more and more confused by just, the minute. Just get dressed again. I 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> so Cypher's so slowly putting her jeans and shirt back on. All right, all right. <laughs> and he gets, he gets this glass of water and he pours it on the three portions of detergent so that it kind of forms a puddle in each space. He gets what looks like blue dye and he throws a highlighter in there too. Make sure it's yellow. It is yellow. It's a yellow highlighter. He's he's looking at it and he's he's adjusting some lines here and there with the chalk and he's like, you know what, I'm I'm feeling lazy. And he quickly draws up a couple new sections and he places what he dubs his cheap makeups in there. And then he, he gets an idea and he gets really excited. And he runs into like the middle because this circle is taking out most of the apartment at this point. He runs into the middle and draws a another circle immediately around you. So and he's like, don't move. And he goes back into the closet and he comes back out with these ridiculous platform shoes. They're like a foot tall and they're black and they're sparkly. They look like they're made out of plastic gemstones. And, and he places them under your chair and he's like, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. He backs out of the circle and he's like, don't move or it'll be bad. Well, I'm feeling like I'm going to be the guinea pig. And, and he, he stands like really, really straight and he, he I'm puts not sure about this. his right hand in front of him, like in front of his chest with uh, his forefinger and his middle finger pointing up and the rest of his fingers curled in on themselves as a fist and his left hand straight out to the side. Cypher's got her eyes closed, clenched tight. (laughs) (laughs) Her face is buried in her hands. (laughs) And he is going to try and transmute the clothes on you, both clean and into this uniform, in addition to altering the shoes under you to look like an extension of your leg so that you are taller. It won't actually be an extension of your leg, it'll just appear that way. <laughs> so you'd be able to remove them and that would like destroy the illusion, but you would mm-hmm. be about a foot taller than you are now. I'm already feeling regret. Because the makeup's in there too, your your makeup will be done and fancy. Not fancy, just enough to cover up the tattoos that I have. To cover up the tattoos and to to match the business casual that you guys saw at the building. Yep, yep. All right. Can I do this at once, or do you want me to do it separately? No, you can do it all at once. How many purple? I have no idea. <laughs> it's it's one base for the spell, and then okay. we're adding things. I don't. You want to add one for the detergent? The, well, yeah, the, the cleaning and a black for the shoes, or would you rather just three purple? So it's one purple for the base, and you said another purple for the cleaning. The cleaning. And then you have the extension. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna say the trans. I'm. He's worked two different kinds of magics that are connected to each other. 
like transmuting and illusion are very similar. Yeah. Uh, the only difference being is that one creates solid objects and the other just creates visual objects. Illusions have a physical cost. It's just usually not as much as transmutation. Transmutation. Oh my goodness. Alright, so I'm going to do two purples and a black. Okay, I am happy with that. Here we go. Just to... before you do... I'm sorry. Cipher. Yes! <laughs> what does Cypher do? <laughs> no. I want to oh. hear it. A fourth race. That's really bad. I want to know what Cypher does, though. You were so lucky that you only got threats out of everything else. Cypher's <laughs> like, no, wait. I still got my... She's holding a laptop. <laughs> She's... Oh no! Okay. And the bottle of and the bottle of whiskey. <laughs> so I've got the bottle of whiskey and the laptop in the other hand. I'm like, no wait. <laughs> it's like too late. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Give me a second. I need to think about this. This is so good. <laughs> The chair is also in there, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> For all the listeners out there, if there are any listeners, this is two successes and four threat that we're dealing with. So, it happened, but badly. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. Alright, so Terence does his transmutation magic stance and the entire circle it seems like kind of bursts into the air in this cloud of dust around you. And you feel this weird tingling sensation because the detergent isn't just cleaning your clothes, it's cleaning you. And you can feel the clothes changing on you, and it's not exactly a nice feeling. It feels kind of gross and itchy. Um, but it's, like, not hurting you. You just... It doesn't feel nice. It's a... It's an uncomfortable feeling, because everything is moving while it's on you, and you're not the one moving in them. You feel the shoes kind of, like, fit themselves onto your feet, and, like you get lifted into a standing position a lot higher than you're used to being. And as you shout, no wait, you you can feel the spell pulling your laptop and the bottle of whiskey out of your hands. And you... <laughs> and they're not in your hands anymore. And as, as the dust settles, you, you kind of look around. You know there's a you know there's a tall mirror behind you, buddy. You don't care about that. You want to know uh -huh. where your Cypher's laptop like... went. So you turn around <laughs> to where the chair is. We left off and we whiskey. What you have you done, you crazy fool? You turn around <laughs> to where the chair you were sitting in was, and the chair is is your laptop. <laughs> It's it's the seat what? part is the keyboard. The legs are weird kind of 
glass that was the whiskey bottle. Baby! Have you done to me, baby? You've killed my baby! It still works. It's just a bit janky and chair-sized now. How am I supposed to lug this fucking fucking thing now? I gotta look like a right regular fool walking in there. Don't mind me, this is me. Maybe part of a laptop that's now a chair. What the fuck? Well, if you if you break the legs off, I mean they're only glass. It's not like they got wi oh they've got wires in them. I'm sorry. Just Cypher's just like tears beaming down, pouring down her face. She's totally confused. <laughs> how how the fuck am I gonna fix this? <laughs> I thought you said you didn't actually need your laptop. You could plug your head right into the thing. <laughs> it's got all my software on it. It's got years and years of... Uh, anyway, Cypher's just like, stop talking. She's just like staring at the... um. What is it now? Uh, it, a laptop it, chair? It's got the vague shape of the chair you were sitting in, so it's like a... The chair you were sitting in was like a short back, wooden, kind of, like a short bar chair kind of deal. It looks like it might have been a bar chair, but the, the legs were sawed off so that it was more chair height. Like, regular chair height. But now, like, the seat and the back are are your laptop and the screen is kind of curved the way the back of the chair was it still works which is the weirdest part it just it doesn't close it is stuck in this open position and it the legs are are these incredibly thin like uh pulled glass looking thing and there's wires going down in them you're not sure if, if they serve any purpose, but it kind of loops at the bottom of this chair leg and goes back up to your computer, so you think it might. <laughs> so, you've turned me laptop into a... a... <laughs> a desk... a chair desktop. What? <laughs> you, don't, you don't realize I'm gonna need this when we get inside the building. Uh, well, well, you know those, like, standing desks they have? Well, you have a sitting, you have a sitting desk for, you know, you can sit on the floor and work on your computer now. And Terrence has this, like, horrible partial smile, and he's like, uh, maybe Mr. Fennyman has a loner we could borrow until I can try and fix this. I, I gotta have to think about how I'm gonna fix this though, because I don't want to break your laptop. I I want to get it back to the way it was without. I don't think I could do that successfully with how. It's like pointing, pointing, very hardly. What is this? <laughs> it's if that's that not if that's not broken, I don't know what isn't. What it's is? It's work. Look, the screen is on. It's not. It's not. What is? What is it called? That what a blue screen of death when it doesn't work anymore it still works look your 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 ridiculous non-english is on there cypher's looking for the plug hole it's the there the oh, it is it's, there it's at the back of the seat part where it would be on on the laptop because the seat is basically right. like the keyboard part it's just oddly shaped now 
Okay. <laughs> Everything is still there and still functional. It is just also a chair. <laughs> We're gonna have to. Well, you're gonna have to go and ask Fennyman for <laughs> to see if we you can get another one. Uh, are there any specifics, or am I just asking for any computer? Because I uh, if a I computer that isn't a chair. Uh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> it looks like I'm gonna have to go. I need some. Uh, Cypher sort of like got her hand up towards at her face and she's just pinching the top of her nose and, and Terry's like careful careful your makeup is perfect oh <laughs> the makeup's perfect <laughs> oh that's fine then <laughs> what about the rest of you why don't you go look there's a mirror right there so Cypher walks over to the mirror I guess she's feeling a little bit unstable at the moment because she's feeling taller it's like the world is like what how high a foot hot a foot below yep. her a, f a foot higher than she's used to being yeah oh, so how tall did you she you say she was she's she was five, like five, two? five foot four five foot four yeah all right so she's yeah. actually taller than terrence now by a couple inches okay cause... so what's terrence terrence around six foot yep so the average elf is about six two from what I read. Perfect. She's a little bit taller than the average elf. Alright. Well, at least you got something right. I'm actually rather impressed with that part, but I'm not very impressed with what you've done to me, laptop mum baby. I've had this thing for years. It's got all we hacking software on it. <laughs> Cypher sort of like stops before she gets to... Um, she knows that she's just going to get a little bit more emotional the more she continues to talk about it. <laughs> You've killed me, only daughter. Terrence is like grimacing, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'll fix it." In the meantime, hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and he goes, he goes behind his screen thing, and he kind of like rummages around, and you can hear him messing about. And he he comes out, and he's he's wearing like a business casual suit, and he has covered up the facial markings that he has with this like really thick makeup that you can kind of see the edges of because he kind of just quickly slapped it on his face and he's like is this okay what do you think you're going looking like that well i'm just in training right i don't get a uniform yet come on let's go uh talk to mr fennyman about that loner we can get for you while i think of a way to fix this you mean Share. you're gonna cup out? You're gonna cast your your funny business on me? <laughs> but you're not gonna do it to yourself. I guess that might be a good thing. But if you're in training, you're gonna need more practice. I thought the story was I was in I was in training for the company, the IT company. Yes, but the the the, the um trainers, uh, well, the apprentices. Still wear the same uniform as those that work there. You're just bitter because I turned your laptop into a chair. I'm not bitter. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I don't want you to. <laughs> Knowing what I know now, I probably wouldn't have sat in the middle of that bloody circle. 
Feck. Feck, 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 feck. He kind of looks at you. And he rolls his eyes. He's like, I like this suit. And he goes and he gets a he gets a piece of chalk and he draws a much smaller circle for himself because he doesn't need to add things like soap and makeup because he's already got makeup on his face. And he draws a few symbols and he does the same the same stance that he did for your transmutation as he stands in the middle of his own circle and going to adjust this roll a little bit. You'll only have one P. Will it only be one P? Well, there's no additional stuff you need to add, will it? Oh, you're right. I'm looking at Aaron. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it really, but the spells only get more complicated as you add stuff. And, oh, sorry, so you should roll the same thing again. I just looked up and I went, really? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 you, you know, again, there's only one actual success out of three yellows against one purple. But I got a triumph. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so, the same kind of effect happens. The circle's components, like, poof up in, in a cloud of dust around Terence. And, like, as it settles around him, he's... He's in the same kind of blue suit that uh, that Cypher is wearing. He's got the same yellow accents. His makeup is almost like you can't tell he's wearing makeup. His his facial markings are just just seem to be gone. And for the triumph, I'm going to say that he managed an additional illusion of pointing his ears in this transmutation spell because I forgot to mention that he was going to try and do that. <laughs> so he, he now looks like an elf-ish. Kind of like a really square-jawed elf. Maybe a half-elf. But more elf than he did before. That's the only kind of triumphy thing I can think of for this kind of spell. <laughs> Right. Cypher's in the background sort of ignoring what's going on trying to figure out if there's a way to actually um, salvage at least some parts of this laptop <laughs> Terence is looking at her as she's like fussing over the, the chair creation he accidentally made and he's like it's still fully functional if you keep messing with it it might break those those legs don't look stable. Look at how thin they are. They're made out of glass. Just I leave. I still don't it. understand where the scotch went. I thought you drank it. I, don't, I was sipping on it. Terence looks worried now. How do you think the uh, detergent worked? It was powder. It needed a liquid. It mixed with the the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, but so... Terence also poured water, so it it could have mixed with the water, I guess, and the, the mm. detergent. Do you smell like whiskey right now? Whiskey uh, and detergent? Like you had a really bad, really bad vendor and people washed it away. He rolls his eyes, goes up to you and specifically sniffs your shirt sleeve. And he goes, yeah, that got in the detergent. You smell like you've been rolling in a bar. And you're <laughs> gonna try and go to work like this. As an IT tech. If you want, 
I can try and undo this right now. No, 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 no. Um, Cypher's waving her hands frantically in front of her, shaking it. No, 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 no. All right. Well, well, we'll, um, we'll go with what we got. Well, let's go see if we can get you a laptop, even if it doesn't have everything you're used to having. It'll be more useful than nothing, right? Well, I'll go upstairs and actually, no, um, not upstairs. Terrence's no. apartment doesn't have an upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's one room. <laughs> and the bathroom, and that's it. There's no upstairs. I need me, me toolbox from home, so if we can drop by there first. As long as I can find a terminal in the um, complex. Uh, but then we might tr go back to Finneman and see if he's got a laptop laying around that I could use. Sure. Mm -hmm. I feel really bad. I'm sorry. I'm glad it still works, though. The likelihood that I can undo this is higher if it's not broken entirely. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll leave it in your... And she puts her hand to hands up in front of her face, too, holding two fingers each quoting capable fingers <laughs> he, he kind of sheepishly scratches the back of his head and he's like alright let's go alright let, let, let's head back to my place first so I can pick up my toolkit and then we'll head over, over to Fanny Man and then cause we're gonna um, yeah do this work order today he gestures for you to lead the way okay so where are you going? Okay, so we're heading back to Cypher's place first. I'm assuming it's only walking distance from um, Terence's you, place. You sort of, yeah, you sort of, you're in a, like, like I said in the first one, you're in a sort of a block area, mm. so it's not like massive, like you're not having to, to travel all over the place. You're like from the bar to your places. It's within, you know, it might be a little bit of a walk, but it's walking distance. We're just walking out in this bad weather in our, in our newly fangled uniform. <laughs> Oh, so if it's bad, we might want to take some umbrellas. Yeah, all right. So do you have any? Hey, I have several. They're all very flashy. Do you want the one that's blue with the purple per polka dots, or do you want the striped um, green and orange one? <laughs> the striped green one, please. He hands it over to you. It's like, it's one of those extremely pointy ones that kind of look like bat wings aside from the, the stripy colors and it's it's got the U handle the one with the the one with the polka dots is just one of those kind of like purse ones that fold up real small and he takes that one for himself um, so we're heading back to Cypher's place first so Cypher's place when, when we get there um, I'll be going to uh, my fold down bed where I keep my toolkit. Um, the house, Terence will see, is actually fairly clean, um, which is probably not what you would expect of someone who's drinking all the time. Um, there's a, a couple of dishes and cups in the sink, but that's about it. Um, it looks like the floor's been freshly vacuumed. Uh, the bed's well made. There's no dishes or rags or anything she's got like uh, you notice her clothes and, uh, she has a one room apartment as well so everything's all in the one room yeah 
and Cypher will make sure that she's got her toolkit. It's more for appearances, I guess. And then we'll head on over to um, Mr. Fenneman. Was Terence going to bring any potions? Terence has been carrying around this kind of a satchel sort of thing. It almost It's somewhere in between a satchel and a purse. Uh, it's just this gray bag that he carries around with him almost everywhere. And it's it's got some potions in them. There's a couple of the there's a couple of the one that he showed you the other day or earlier mm. today, sorry. And he's got some other ones in there too. You're not you're not sure what they are, but occasionally if he like jostles the bag in a certain way, you can hear them jangling around in there. Mm-hmm. Um when we leave our apartment I'll make sure that the door's locked. Okay. Cypher and Terrence are heading making their way through the Terrence is like sheepishly following you because he feels really bad about the fact that he did something weird to your laptop (laughs) Cypher reacted rather violently despite the fact that he didn't break it so he feels really really bad oh yeah because Cypher's laptop's like her baby it's like her whole world revolves around that laptop yep Mm. All right, back at the club. Okay, so walking into the club, it's a bit of a bizarre scene. There is Fennyman and Lambert and a bunch of the patrons. And the patrons look at various sort of degrees of Bowie weirdness. But Fennyman and Lambert have gone full Ziggy Stardust. He's got frills, which are a really super bright pattern. The lightning bolt has been sprayed on his face. It's over his fur. Mr. Lambert has a circle temporary tattoo in the middle of his shark head. And he's wearing a bright jumpsuit that looks like it was made from carpet with a huge upright collar. And there's a big poster for a Bowie tribute band called the Jarrets. Terry forgets that he's upset about Cypher's laptop and he is outraged that he is wearing this outfit that he is wearing instead of being a part of this cacophony of awesome. He's like you and he turns to Cypher he's like you convinced me to wear this monstrosity today when this was happening. How dare you? He's so upset. What? What are you talking about? We're fake. <laughs> and he's he's got his like head in his hands and he's like so upset that he missed the opportunity to not be the odd one out. And magic dancers just coming to the end. Oh. Terrence is like pouting a lot. So I like, I have no idea what's going on, but they all look completely ridiculous. We look ridiculous. We're the weird ones here. No, we look normal. Uh... Oh. <laughs> Terrence kind of like looks at her and he's got this ridiculous grumpy face on. And then he turns and he goes and he walks towards Mr. Fennyman that they're waiting for. Her. You see? And Cypher's like raising her voice and pointing at him. This is karma. This is getting back for <laughs> getting you back for what you did to me earlier. This is the universe getting back at you. 
And then, bartender, get me a whiskey. <laughs> and she's walking over to the bar. Barman gives you one, takes a sniff. Smells like you've started already. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> so I wasn't burning it. <laughs> She's, um, she will then um, catch up to uh, Terence while she's sipping on her. So you get over to Fennyman and Lambert, and they're in a they're having a discussion. So, hang on, this geezer spent years doing tasks for this truly horrible woman, and instead of saying fuck off, he instead says, "As you wish." Well, kind of, but that's not the point. And as you wish doesn't mean fuck off, but I love you? Why didn't the idiot just say, I love you? Well, and then despite the farm looking like a grand place to live, plenty of food, great scenery, this Grizzly, Wesley, well, he's the one that fucks off. He gets caught by pirates who then also mentally torture him by telling him they will kill him every single fucking day. So this Greasley, Wesley, he has this thing for being treated like crap. So he's gone for years, comes back, and is then mad that his lady bits didn't wait for him. Even though she was told that it was Roberts that killed everyone and had him. Well, but, so he gets her, and then he treats her like crap till she shoves him off a fucking cliff. And then they love each other again. And he was Roberts. Yes, he, he was the current one. He was gone for years. Yes. Doing piratical Roberts things. Yes. Yes, Mr. Fennyman, that's, that's all very true. But he did that so he could come back to his true love. Kill, uh, he's killing everyone he meets. What? Her true love. That Aryan boy was a mass murderer. She seemed awfully chilled with the trail of bodies he must have left behind. Um, you know the only one that was honest in that whole movie was Maximum Dinklage. Well, his motives were clear right from the start. And he probably killed less people than Grizzly too, Wesley. I think Shakespeare got it right. Dagger, I am thy sheaf, and everybody dies. Wait, are you crying, Mr. Lambert? For Christ's sake, we're not cutting olives here. Olives? What do you two want? Can you believe this woman made me wear this monstrosity for Bowie Day? Who the fuck are you? What? Oh, oh right, I forgot I look different. Hi, Mr. Lambert, (laughs) it's Terry. I've changed myself. Look, I'm doing the job. Dear God. It's pretty good, right? He's like walking around. So is this real or is this an illusion? If If I poke Cypher here, Will she pop like a balloon? Why don't you try it? Cypher's just like stepped back <laughs> away. Terry very desperately wants Mr. Fennyman and his sharp claws to poke Cypher right now. He's like, try it. Get your finger away from me. How you mean, beggar? He didn't pop. No, that's because it's not an illusion. I pulled out my transmutation for this one. So he's looking at you with this big Ziggy Stardust, like, sprayed on makeup on his fur, on his face. And he really sincerely says, you two look weird. So what is it you want? Cypher's eyebrows just sort of raised. Is he really 
really? You calling us? Yeah. Terence looks like he's about to cry. I need to get my hands on a laptop. Now. Where's yours? Um. I turned it into a chair. You, you turned his laptop into a chair? Yeah, I didn't think to take the chair, the whiskey bottle, or her laptop out of the circle before I transmuted this wonderful disguise. It all kind of came together. It still works, which is kind of cool, but uh, it's a chair now. <laughs> which means we need to borrow one of your laptops for the job. All right. And Mr. Lambert walks over to the counter and comes back. It's an older one. It's not spectacular, but it'll do the job. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not like an old 386DX40 or something. Well, it's not a chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's now slightly more powerful than what I have. <laughs> it doesn't exist on glass legs at the very least. <laughs> Cypher loads, um, turns it on to make sure the laptop's got full charge or you know, make sure that there's at least an hour left. You know, just enough to get what we need to do and do what we need to do. Does she feel like she's trying to replace her child? No, because that just can't happen. <laughs> Alright. Mm. Memories. I heard memories. <laughs> we're having a Bowie concert and you two look like you're coming from the village people. That's because we're working. We can't have fun. I can't have fun anyway. You're having fun anyway. Terrence turned to Cypher to say that. I'm not having fun. He looks pointedly at your whiskey glass. Oh. <laughs> As she quickly downs it and holds, puts the, um, pulls it um, behind her, away from Terrence's eyes. <clears throat> yes, no, you didn't see that. I can still smell it. And he, like, walks towards the exit again. Cypher puts the glass down on the nearest table, and she follows. He kind of stands outside for a bit, and he's like... There's a cheer goes up as they start playing the next next song. I can't believe (laughs) I'm missing a Bowie tribute concert for this! It's life on Mars. We have an entire week, and you had to choose the Bowie concert day. (gasps) <gasps> All right. Don't know what you're whinging about. It's just a bunch of people rambling and dancing and carrying on. Doesn't make any sense to me. It's not like he was the greatest singer in the world. He turns <laughs> to you and he's like very visibly irritated. He's like, "All right, this this is yours. This is mm, you lead it. What do we do next, boss?" I am but a measly intern. Collier, your taxi friend, we're gonna need a lift to get back to the get back to the office. Terence pulls his phone out of his pocket and he like grumpily mashes in the in the information he needs to to call up uh George McGriffin. Oh Hey George. We need a ride if you can come by the club. Yeah, I can do that. Where like right now? Yes, please. Okay, give me give me five minutes, so I'm not far. 
Excellent. David Bowie ever sing a song about fashion? Fashion. Terrence turns to look at you. He's he's so angry. He can't even. It looks like he's trying to articulate something, and then he gives up, and and he closes his phone, puts it back in his pocket, and kind of crosses his arms, just kind of grumps at his own feet. <laughs> so, Cypher's so like looking at him like, huh? Well, didn't he sing a song about fashion? Well, didn't he? She's like keeping pressing. He turns to look at her again, and he's like, how would you know that? And he's giving you this incredulous look. Listen to the radio? <sighs> yep. It's just one of those useless bits of information that you pick up every now and then. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like it was a big song or anything. I mean, it wasn't that great. Terrence is like desperately looking down the road, hoping that George will come by soon. He pulls up. Terrence gets in the front seat. <laughs> Cypher's getting in the back. He's obviously aware that he's done something, or she's done something wrong now. Terrence is a huge Bowie fan. <laughs> Cypher is completely oblivious to this. George is like looking at both of you, but especially Cypher, but also at Terence, who now has ears. Is there something I should know about? Girlie has <laughs> no culture. She says Bowie is irrelevant. Thinking about asking you to get out of my cab. Or we could we could play some Bowie, just really, really loud so she can't talk. And he digs out a uh, CD or something the equivalent of and puts it on. And just before he presses play, he's like, you know, there's a really great tribute band playing at Cornerstones today. We're, we're at, you picked us up from Cornerstones, we know. Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. Yeah, we caught a little bit of it as we were leaving. Uh, maybe we'll catch it next time. So he thumps play, turns it up, turns it back down. Where are we going? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> you remember that corporate office building we went to last time? Oh, yeah, where we started. Yeah. Okay. Well, drop us off a block away turns from Turns it now. back up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, could hack in, I could hack into this bloody taxi and turn it off. <laughs> you could, but in the meantime, he turned it up just in time to cut you off. <laughs> So you're rocking down the, the streets to various Bowie songs. And then he pulls up about a, about a block away. You can see it, but he didn't pull up like right next to it. Mm -hmm. Terrence reaches over as, as he pulls to a stop, and he he turns down the volume a bit. And he says, thank you very much, George. Uh, it was really feeling down about missing that concert, and that helped. Always a pleasure. Right. Ah, uh, we're gonna get going now. Thank you again. And Terrence gets out of the cab. Right then. And um, Cypher gets out the back with the umbrella, opening up. Um, is it still raining? Uh, it's, it's sort of it stopped, but there's puddles. It's it's sort of got that damp, slightly oppressive feel. Do you think we should leave the umbrellas behind? Because we don't really want to take them into the building. Terry is just 
looking at you as as you mess with the umbrella he lent you. He's got his in his bag because he got he got a tiny portable one. And he he asks, "Did George drive away already?" No, he hasn't yet. He's oh, going he through. He looks behind him and he's like, "If you want to leave it with George, you better do it quick." George, do you want to have a do? Uh, can you look after this for us? And um, holds up the the umbrella, showing George. If you say Bowie was the greatest showman that ever lived, <laughs> you've got to be fucking with me. <laughs> he puts a hand over his ear, like you know, he's he's cupping it. He's he, like, it's, you know, an exaggerated. I'm listening. <laughs> Bowie, whoever he was, was the greatest showman ever lived. All right, I'll look after it. That just rolled out like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I put the whoever, whoever Bowie was, <laughs> throws the um, umbrella into the back seat. Turns around to look at Terence. Terence has his arms folded in front of him, and he's like, lead on, oh fearless leader. I suppose you believed that Bowie was the greatest singer in the world, too. So you didn't know who he was? I'm saying, I suppose you think he was the greatest singer in the world. Well, at least one of the greatest singers in the world, yes. Oh, you might have to educate me one time on who this guy was. <laughs> it was that great. I would have thought I would have heard of him. Anyway, let's get this job done. Terence is like rubbing his temple like he's got the biggest headache as he follows behind you. So we're sort of macking our way towards the office through the crowd. Yeah, not like just normal, just casually walking, I guess. So you can see, again, that the compound for Sylvan Information Services, it's located in a decent part of town. Uh, the, the lawns are very cut that surround the building. There's a fence, but at the moment there is uh, the gates are open because it's uh, nearing the end of business, but it's not right there yet. Uh, the trees that are planted, they're done in an obvious way. They don't look like they've been just grown randomly sort of thing. They do actually look like they've been arranged. Then there's a small series of ponds that are joined by bridges. And you can tell as you're walking through the compound that they've got uh, koi and stuff like that swimming in them. The building itself is uh, two stories tall, and you're pretty sure that there is a basement looking just at the, the sort of shape of it. You can see at the moment there are two guards visible uh, on the outside. There's a few workers that are sort of using the grounds just to relax in. Uh, the guards have like truncheons but they don't have guns and you can see two more guards inside in like the foyer area sitting behind a security station and there is uh, like a info desk and a couple of female elves sitting behind there uh, do they have batons yeah, or yeah. batons yeah. Mm -hmm. but they don't have they don't doesn't look like they have any lethal weapons on and they're paying attention, Cypher. but they're not like super paying attention. It's not like they're not like on edge and look like they're ex-military ready to, you know. They just look yeah. like security. And you can, um, sorry, look at uh, map one if you sort of want to see an overall layout. Okay, in maps, map one. Hey, caramba. Mm -hmm. He is what? 
Elevator. Wow, so many elevators. I'm guessing entirely, I think, E is elevator. I'm not sure what W and M is. E, it says it on the thing. Oh. Hmm. What is M and W? Uh, men's and women's. Oh. Can women get more surface area? Strangely enough, that's actually a real life thing. Yeah. It's because women's washrooms usually have more toilets. Ah. And once he started thinking about it, he's now desperately trying not to. <laughs> that's why i said it um sorry what are we doing cypher yeah cypher okay so we're walking up to the front yep. desk they're like the doors are they, they really smooth they open the the glass as it it's really like they've really done a kind of hoopy job like when the doors slide open it says like sylvan information services but as it slides open parts of it when it's fully open, make a leaf on the open part, and then it closes again when, when you go through. So, so they've just spent some time to be like artistically cool. Hmm. Terence loves it. He's looking at it in like wonder. Cyphers like pokes Terence. Come on, <laughs> stop dawdling. So the securities at either side of the front door. They don't really. They look at you, but they don't pay much attention. Like they're not like. You know, mm. that's, I mean, they're not on edge or anything. They just, you know, they acknowledge that you've entered the building, sort of thing, but they're not like doing anything aggressive. And ahead of you, there is the uh, information desk, and there is three uh, attractive female elves sitting there, and one of them is smiling at you, like looking at you. Mm -hmm. So I'll walk up to her, or Cypher will walk up to her. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, work order to fix a terminal down near your mainframe and she types on her thing and she I'll tell them the company what was the company name and she, she looks up so I don't have any work order in my system Marlet IT services what do you mean you don't have any work order there's no it turns around to Terence didn't you tell me there was a work order for this place today uh, yes, I, I did. I thought there was. I mean, I, I saw it in the clipboard. And he's like scratching his head. I'm pretty sure we had a work order to fix something in the... What did it say? The, uh... There was a terminal down in the mainframe room. Yeah, that. Why don't I'm, you look it up I'm again, Lassie? That... Lassie, what? Um, <laughs> Lassie, I'm not. I'm not telling that to Terence. I'm actually turning back to the uh, the receptionist and saying, "Look that up that again, Lassie." And she's got one eyebrow up at the Lassie comment. <laughs> There's no work order in my system. Terence is grimacing, and he's like, "I'm really sorry. Uh, I don't think I." punched it in i'm i'm an intern i'm just learning this stuff uh, i had a paper order and he he rummages in his bag for some like loose paper that he has and he tries to like kind of illusion it as he's pulling it out of the Ooh, bag okay. so it's gonna be really difficult oh, okay. oh my goodness clever because <laughs> we didn't think about this <laughs> <laughs> we're not wearing ID badges either. <laughs> when the player creates the threat, 
and then sort of forgets about how he's going to play it out. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, so, this spell, that is that, and that is that. Um, am, I, am I putting a setback on this? Yeah, because you, it's like... you're doing it I like. I'm, I'm assuming you're trying to be like quiet and obvious of it. You know, not obvious in it, but that's sort of why the black sea. You're trying to make this harder to be. Yep, a kind of sleight yeah. of hand addition. Yeah. So it's two purples and a setback. Uh, what's the second purple for? Him trying to be discreet, but if that's what the setback is for. I mean, if you think it's that hard, then do two purple. But if you do two purple, you don't. Because, like, you, there's one for casting the spell and then one for adding extra components. But the only extra component you're adding okay. is that I can think of is you're trying to make it. Right. That's. I, I kind of brain farted a That's bit. It's okay. I, I just don't want to make it. I don't want to make stuff extra difficult just because. Sort of thing. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Uh, Terrence is going to try and finagle this. And he he awesome. as he's pulling out this piece of paper, he he manages to um, un unstopper what is what nobody can see, but is basically an ink bottle and arrange the ink on the paper as he's pulling it out. And the the illusion spell works in a way where the ink will kind of it will form into what he said it is as he's saying what it is and as he's pulling it out of the bag. And I'm going to say that that's the advantage. I had a really cool thing if I got a triumph again, but that didn't happen. Um. <laughs> Nothing from the setback, which was good. Yes. Um, so he pulls it out and the paper is what he says it was, is that it's a, it's a work order to work on the main mainframe. And he's like, I'm really sorry. I think I might have, may have forgotten to punch it in the system. And she takes the form. She looks at it. And she doesn't seem massively suspicious because it's not a massively suspicious thing. So she sort of looks it over and mm. says, oh, okay, I'll, I'll make a, a, a note. And she hands you two visitor passes. And she, she says, uh, second elevator at the back uh, is to the basement. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, young lass. She hates Terrence kind of like shakes his head a little bit and mouths I'm sorry to her as he's clipping his badge on. Cypher's <laughs> so just making enemies wherever she goes. <laughs> uh, okay, so clipping my badge on as well uh, while walking towards the elevator. And I guess um, once we get to the elevator, pushing the button. Door to... slides open. It's already there. Cool. Basement. Alright. Alright. Terrence is entirely following your lead here because he has no idea about any of this stuff. He can talk to people in this situation and that's about and it. It says B B one yeah. loading and B two says mainframe. B two. And it hums really nice, nice and smooth. It comes to a stop, the Ooh. door opens and it's freezing down there. Wish I brought a jacket. Dang, why is it so cold? Um, because it's a mainframe, and mainframe rooms are generally uh, cooled by massive air conditioners. All right, but why does it? There need... is there is a reasoning behind okay. that because if you really want to know, I could go into a lot of detail. But the general gist of it is, when a computer works on calculations, etc., it gets hot. The more it gets hot, the less. Uh, 
accurate it becomes. That's when errors can start. So computers are used to keep them cool. So they become more efficient. We've actually seen, you can actually have your computer. I've seen some crazy people and they actually get a, a an air conditioner and they bolt it directly on the side of a computer just so they can ramp up the performance of it. Karen looks mildly horrified and he's like, that's worse than your chair laptop. And he walks out of the elevator. And there's a lot of computer banking and you can see there's two guards and they sort of have a look, but they don't, they see the visitor badges. So they, they, they just go back to doing what they're doing. Okay. So Terrence, uh, Terrence, Cypher will walk over to probably a terminal that's away from the guards. Well, they got the, the mainframe, sort of the main part of it takes up the center of the, the room and there's like a console and that built into the side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll go directly to that. So we'll follow you and try not to act too suspicious because everything here is like giant and crazy and he has no idea what any of it There's does. Lots or of is. flashing lights and noises, computer noises. He's so out of his depth right now. Saif is just like walking normal because this is like uh, normal. <laughs> That's like, eh, it's just computers. <laughs> Making sure that Terence isn't getting caught up. Maybe tapping the underside of his chin as his jaw drops. Well, he's not that bad. He's just kind of like wide-eyed, like shifty looking around. Kind of like, uh, it's a bit overwhelming for him. But he's, he's still following you fairly closely. Once we get to the terminal, I want to find out um, the author of this book. Do we know the author? We do. You don't remember the author? We came all this way and you don't remember the author? Cypher, oh, like, puts her head in her palm again. Terrence <laughs> checks over his shoulder to make sure that the guard, like, are either not paying attention or, like, they didn't hear It, it echoed a little, because it's just that sort of room, but they haven't paid much. It doesn't look like they're paying attention to you. Right, Terrence drops his voice in. Author is very inscribed. All right. <laughs> I'll um, access the system and see if, uh, because it's a direct yep. link, I should be able to get some yep. information. And you're, you're, you're lucky yeah. that you didn't have data stick become part of your chair. Oh, shit. Yep. The data stick was just in her yep. pocket, so it didn't get transmuted into that. It was part of the clothing. Which is what, I, which is what I assume. I'm just saying. Yep. <laughs> if it had been... Because that didn't happen with her phone either. Yeah. Actually, staff is double-picking the pockets. Yep. Oh, that's a great sigh of relief. Oh, thank you. I'm just pointing that out now. Cause... <laughs> yeah, everything in pockets were safe. Yeah, there's a moment of staff suddenly <laughs> looking pale and afraid and quickly searching and then suddenly holding up this data. Just a... Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a despair moment, I think. That data stick getting fused into a chair. Yeah, I didn't assume that. It was just no one brought it up, so I just thought I was like, just going to re remind people that there was also the data stick. It was vital to the mission. <laughs> that, that would have been yeah, a maybe you want to hold this while you while this happens. Yeah. <laughs> but you have the stick. Next yeah, time, we will 
We will know next time. No, you won't. You'll do it again. But you have to stay. No, my laptop's staying well away from her, his spells in future. <laughs> if I ever get my, if I ever get my baby back, poor baby. <laughs> Can I find out which room this? If this uh, author has a room in this building, room number. The author does not have a room. Is there a map for the room we're in currently? Uh, basement, I think that is. No. All right. So the room, the room we're it's in. It's just a big square room with lots of. Okay. Well, the, the actual like mainframe parts, which are It's not like um terminals. They're just a couple of terminals connected to them. Terence is going to stare at what Cipher is doing and pretend to understand what's going on because he has no idea. Hang on. Excuse me. One sec. I know that ringtone. I used to have that ringtone. The guards look over. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> She's just gotta take a quick call. They nod, sort of wave an acknowledgement and go back to what they're doing. And they just seem to be guarding the room. It looks like a, just a requirement that they need to have security in the mainframe room. To stop people doing what you're about to. Yep. Terrence is uh, trying to look casual. He's just kind of standing there, rocking, kind of it, like averting himself so that it doesn't seem like he's listening in on the on the phone call. That he's not sure if Cipher is pretending to take because they are in a basement. He doesn't know. Cipher might have like a a super cool like upgraded phone that has awesome signal because she's like techie like that. Terrence, I'm sure. Well, there might be a booster in the, no, in the basement. It could be. He's just gonna stand here, rocking back and forth on his heels. And he's not wearing flashy clothes. I guess that could confuse people. Alright. Sorry about that. Has anything happened? Uh, the guards looked over when your phone started ringing, and uh, I, I just told them that you needed to take a call from the office. Oh. So, we're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, I'm looking, or Cypher's looking at Terence, it's like, oh, so we know the author, but we don't know where this manuscript is. Um, can't you search the... We're in a computer room, can you not search the computer for the author's name? Well, we did, did I just did a search for the author's name. There's lots of stuff on, and he does Yeah, but what you, you asked specifically what office, he doesn't have an office. He doesn't have an office in this building. We're, we're not looking for an office, though. We're looking for a manuscript. Yeah, but the manuscript is going to be in one of the offices. Not necessarily. I mean, he's an author. He doesn't necessarily have a space in, in a publishing company. He probably operates out of his own home. Uh, they might have a storage room for that kind of thing. And and you're you're starting to get the impression that Terry likes books, despite not having very many in his apartment. But he seems to know a little bit about publishing at least. And like it's a bit odd that he starts rattling off all these details about how books normally get published in a in a company like this. Okay, so you seem to be awfully knowledgeable. 
I wonder if you know so much, where would this storeroom be? Maybe on B1. What was B1? Recalling, trying to recall what level B1 was. You do know that you wouldn't have access to anywhere else other than here. Mm. No, but we can find out the name of the of the manuscript. If you search the author's name by entry date, you should be able to find the most recent thing he submitted to this company, and that should give us the name of the manuscript that uh-huh. we're trying to get rid of. Great idea. Cypher holds up hand. Great idea. It's like, ding. <laughs> it turns back to the terminal. Visibly Terry checks his shoulder again to make sure the guards aren't too no, suspicious. They're, they're not paying super attention. Okay, so, searching for the most recent um, entry about this author. And there's a bunch. He's got several books that are out. And the most recent seems to be stuff relating to a book called A Better Tomorrow. A Better Tomorrow. Just wondering if I should put the thing in down. Or should we wait? Where was this manuscript supposed to be? Cypher's looking at Terence. Uh... Did we think to ask? Was the author supposed to have it, or was the publishing company supposed to have it? So the um, the our employer in this case did say that the publishing company had the only physical copy, okay. so it should be somewhere in this building. You might be able to find it in the computer somewhere if there is that kind of thing. I don't know how you would look for it. Like okay. use your hacking skills. Come on. Yep, I'm gonna. Um, we're not going to do it now, but the reason why we're here is so that, okay, so I open up my toolbox and pull out a thumb drive containing little surprises. <laughs> so, uh, what I am wanting to do is to set up a subroutine to basically run at a particular time, say tomorrow night after everyone's left, so we're assuming that everyone knocks off around 5 o'clock. We want to come in, say, 1am 1, 1 in the morning. So a subroutine that runs and throws some interference with security. So basically allowing the security cameras to be taken control by me so I can uh, switch them off uh, remotely or put them on uh, recycle so they're recycling the same image. That makes sense. Because we really need this to happen without too much interference from security and being caught and making people aware, can we spend a, a story point? Uh, do you have any left? Nope. Oh, don't we? Nope, we used it. When did we use it? We used it to find out the name of the company of their IT services. We did too. <laughs> that was the good Okay. Ah. Okay. Never mind. Trust in my skills. How many did you say? Uh, just two purple. Three two, purple? Not three. It would have been three otherwise, but you're in the mainframe, so I'm, I'm assuming like, you, you're having more access to it. Yeah. Cross his fingers. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you have two. You have two advantages. two advantages. You know things didn't go go terribly wrong. It didn't didn't work. You're not satisfied that what you wanted to do 
will do it. It's going to work, yeah. So, not sure. I've got the little bit of malware in the system, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to access it remotely as soon as we enter the building. It may be that I will have to find a terminal or a computer or something inside the building, which leaves us wide open. But I don't want to play any further because it might alert the system that someone's playing around inside the system. So it's a little backdoor key that I've got. Worst case will be that we'll need to, if I can't access it remotely, I'm going to have to use the terminal. So sort of talking this to myself quietly, sort of with um, Terence at the same time. Just loud enough so that Terence can hear. But, okay, so with that, I'll slide the terminal keyboard back into the mainframe. Turn around to the guard, smile, job's all done. And I'll, I'll assume that you were able to get a complete map of the building too, like if you didn't have that already. Okay. Actually, give me a computer block. One thing, if you, it's against two purple. See, just normal yeah. computer? You know, this is a hacking. Like systems? Yes, yeah, it's, it's not hacking, this is just computers. Okay. And you got two purples. Ah. <laughs> we can just do two purples and we can... How many purples? We'll, we'll, we'll work it out based on what you get. Okay. So, oh, no, the two threat, the two threat cancel out, you, you succeeded by one. The two threat can cancel out. Oh, and yeah, I got one yeah, success. One success. Um, yeah. You notice one big file. Uh, you don't have time to examine it, but it does stand out as being uh, unusual. And it's not related to you inscribed specifically it just looking at it it just sort of stood out as being oh that's a big data file that is <laughs> not something that i can uh, download now obviously take some time to rip yeah all right so okay i'll keep this to myself for, for now until we get outside the yeah, building. it sort of seems to be like a spreadsheet kind of thing just sort of by the file type like but it's big so it could be a spreadsheet. Yeah, it's that sort of it's that sort of file like extension kind of thing. But the file size is really big. All right, so we'll go to we'll head on over to the elevator, um, motioning for Terence to follow. Terence follows. Keeping a little bit of a grin on my face. So. <laughs> uh, anyway. Terence looks worried. <laughs> like you're cackling in front of these I'm guards. I'm inside. <laughs> he says, um, saying that you're cackling on the inside. Oh, yes. Out loud. This does not. That doesn't work. That's just a uh, funny joke, I think. About a certain singer. Terrence gets a little bit uptight and he's like, alright, 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 we're, we, we've done the thing, we finished the job, we came here to do, he says a little bit loudly, or, or louder than normal. Let's uh, watch. finish up and go. It's almost knockoff time. Yeah. Yep. Well, we might as well go and 
have an early afternoon then. Sounds good to me. Okay, so when we're in the elevator. Yep. Um, so, uh, I came across a file in the system. Couldn't actually find out where the manuscript was, but obviously we'll have a look where you said it would be, maybe in one of the storerooms or something. But I did come across a file that was, yeah, uh, unusually large, so um, it might actually contain some information on the author and where this manuscript might be. So remind me when we get into here again uh, to demo this file and, and have a bit of a look at it. Did you get a look at like a surface of what was in there or any kind of indication? Nah. Nay. But I did manage to get a little backdoor program in there, so when we come back tomorrow night, it'll be early in the morning, say, when I am. I think I set the timer for. So we'll have to be here on the dot. All right. Uh, give me a call when you want me to be up. So when the doorbell dings and the doors open to the, I'm assuming, the main foyer, we'll start heading out the main door. Terrence will uh, kind of grab your shirt sleeve and like get your attention. He's he's not gonna drag you anywhere. He's just gonna get your attention so you stop walking forward. And then he's gonna like get the the name badge, the visitor badge, and he's gonna be like, "We have to return these." Uh, okay. Cipher sort of slaps a forehead. Well, here's mine. Hands, Terrence. Terrence. Uh, goes over to the to the same girl that they talked to initially and he hands back the badges and kind of like bows at her. You have a good day. You too. He's like obviously trying to to be in her good graces <laughs> as compared to his supposed boss. And <laughs> you definitely get the feel that she likes you more. I don't know how I'm going to use that yet, but I will try. <laughs> and it leaves the building with, uh, with, with Cypher. End of part two. And now a word from our sponsors. And tonight's sponsor is the Ambivalence Society for Critical Thinkers. Is your disc floppy? <laughs> <laughs> Heard the motherboard's uh, children were misbehaving. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Did, did I hear that detergent is going to be part of a spell component? Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We're never going to get into that building. Wait, you mean Gen Con? <laughs> of course. Just stop. Shadowrun, a slice-of-life adventure in a dystopian future. Starring Becca as Terry, Raven Insane as Cypher, and Ghost as the GM. The excellent Shadowrun is produced by Catalyst Game Labs. The Genesis rule set comes from Fantasy Flight Games, and many of the sounds and music comes from Sirenscape which is an amazing tool for bringing more life to your game table. This has been a Crit Fail production.